When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is once again for another episode of that show that I like to call Bad Language, and I pass that on to you. Hey, it's Brian Anthony Davis. I am here representing not just Steel Curtain Network, but Fans First Sports Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. And you know what? Coming soon, all of your sports needs too. Well, not just coming soon, it's here, but more and more will be coming every single day, especially with the NFL season upon us. Wow, you're going to see lots of stuff. And attention to all of those sports fans. It doesn't matter who you're a fan of. You have got an opportunity right now to win tickets. Yes, I'm telling you, winning tickets to an opening weekday, courtesy of Fans First Sports Network, that should be fantastic. So uh, an opening week game. So there's, what, 16 different venues in week one. You could pick the one that you want if you want to go see your team on the road. Or if you're a Steeler fan, hopefully a Steeler fan wins and gets to go to Akershire Stadium for this. It's simple. All you have to do is go to uh, contest fans first sports. That's all you need to do. So go to the fans first sports website. Go there, sign up, put in all your information, and you'll be ready to go. And you could win four tickets. And I'm talking four possible premium tickets up to $5,000. Man, that is phenomenal. I wish I was allowed to win. I'm not. I am not allowed to win because I'm a part of the Fans First Sports Network team. But that's okay. I want to see you win it. So make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, not just about the contest, about the great content that's on FFFN. So here we go. This is bad language, and we are going to talk about what is going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've got three preseason games in the books. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard us be majorly excited about it, and we are. And the reason we are so excited about this is because this is not SOS Steelers. In fact, I'm wondering if the SOS Steelers are gone. Omar Khan, since he became the general manager, has changed things. He has changed philosophies. You got to understand, the Rooney family has owned this team since 1933. Mike Tomlin has been with his team since 2007. And... I'm not saying anybody was set in their ways, but there was a culture and there was a certain way of doing business. That way of doing business has been altered in the last couple of years. And one of the reasons that it's been altered is because 
even though Mike Tomlin refuses to keep up with the Joneses, you've got to keep up with the flow of the NFL. The way the NFL teams are forced to do business now is so much different. Yeah, there's a salary cap, but a salary cap is manipulated by every single team. And there's certain things that are done now that weren't done before. You even saw it in the late Kevin Colbert years, too, as you had to keep up with the trends. It was not very typical to see the Pittsburgh Steelers make a trade at the end of training camp, right before the preseason. It was not expected. Never happened. Well, it happened, but very, very, very rarely. Then in 2017, 2018, you started to see moves such as a trade for Vance McDonald, a trade for Ryan Switzer. You saw those trades. You saw the trade for the uh, tight end from the Denver Broncos. My gosh, Van, was it, was his name Van? It, it's escaping me. This is something I should know. That just popped in my head too, so I, I brought him up. They also, in 2017, brought in Joe Hayden late. Then, in recent years, deals for uh, Akella Witherspoon. That was one of them. There were other deals. You, you actually saw them trade guys away, like Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates was traded at the deadline. Then they brought in J.J. Wilcox in a trade on cutdown day. They even brought in Josh Gordon a few years back. So things have started to change recently, but they got ramped up last year, cut down day two trades for Malik Reed and Jesse Davis. Were they significant moves? No, but they were moves nonetheless. But I'm actually thinking that what you see on cut down day tomorrow is not what you're expecting right now. There was a Kevin Dotson move yesterday. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of that. And we're going to talk about the flurry of moves in the forecast. So meteorologist bad is going to tell you all about it. But stick around. We will be right back after this brief message. All right, we're back and we are talking about the flurry of moves that the Pittsburgh Steelers are about to make. And you're saying, bad, R really, are they going to make those moves? Yeah, you know, I, I really expect it. Now, we've been talking a lot about depth and how you don't want to trade all these guys away. You've got to be careful with the trading guys away. Because if somebody goes down, well, you're going to wish you would have had them in your back pocket. But it's a little different now because of the moves that Omar Khan made in the entire offseason. Some of you have poo-pooed those moves by saying, hey, they're just mid-level guys. But bringing in a Nate Herbig, bringing in a Braden Fajoko, bringing in an Armand Watts, bringing in guys like that, give you so much depth 
that good players are going to get cut and looking for different opportunities. And it seems you have to make a lot of moves like that. Kevin Colbert never made this many moves. Omar Khan did. Because Omar Khan knows how to manipulate the cap. And he also knows that it's okay to cut a good player if you have plenty of depth. So it's the equivalent of throwing that dart and seeing which one comes closest to the bullseye. And then pulling the darts off the board for the other ones or moving those darts around. You know, that's exactly what you're looking at here. That's what Omar Khan's been doing. So good players are about to get cut. And breaking news, just about maybe an hour ago, and this show debuts at noon, Tanner Muse has been announced. Tom Pelissero put it online saying that Looks like the Steelers are going to cut ties with Tanner Muse. Which I'm kind of bummed about. I like Tanner Muse during the draft process. I like Tanner Muse during the preseason. But they're loaded with special teams, guys. They're loaded now. I can't believe I'm saying this. Because they brought all these guys in, they're loaded inside linebacker. Another guy that could be on the Steelers' bubble is Nick Kwiatkowski. And I hate to see him go. The only reason that I could even possibly justify, and this is the biggest, biggest reach of me being okay with him being let go, is I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. (laughs) But that's a joke. Seriously, the guy is a good player. The guy seems like a Pittsburgh Steeler. Love to have the guy here. But how many linebackers are you keeping? Right now, it seems like E-Rob, Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, and Quan Alexander are untouchable. It seems like they're not going anywhere. And I really doubt Marcus Robinson is going anywhere, too. Because he has a lot of potential, but he's fine in that role as fourth linebacker. Nick Kwiatkowski is a good player that's on that bubble. One, because he got hurt in the first preseason game. He came back. And that's good. That's good news. But there's only so many roster spots. And it's 53. So there you go. You you might have that problem with good players being let go. Tanner Muse was in that mix too. Considered an inside linebacker, he was one of those combo guys. Those inside linebacker, the Marcus Allen type inside linebacker safety hybrid. Could play in a lot of places. Man, I'd actually like to see him come back in some capacity. There's just no room. That's the problem. There's no room. So what do you do? 
You know, I, I don't even know what you do. All I know is you're going to see guys go. And there's going to be, because of this, because of having a wealth of good players and not keeping guys that, you know, it's just the best bet. It's just the best player out of a bad bunch. It's the best banana out of a bunch that is growing, is, is getting uh, getting soft. I'm not saying they're soft as, you know, manliness. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah, you know what? Let's throw out the banana analogy. I, I don't think the banana al- analogy works. Hey, that one didn't stick to the wall. We That didn't hit the bullseye. Just did it. I just talked about that. You know, my stuff doesn't work. Hey, it's still my preseason. I might cut me. Who knows? But what I am trying to say is simply when you have all these guys, somebody's going away. And then we're going to be complaining that, man, you should have kept blank. Now he looks good for this team. After the first preseason game, people were like, ah, Devin Bush looks good in Seattle. I hope Devin Bush looks good in Seattle. That's fine. That might be a better situation for Devin Bush. That was just after the first game. I don't know what he really did after weeks two and three of the preseason. But that's what I'm saying. Look at the defensive line. Carl Dunbar said, man, we are going to cut a very good NFL player that deserves to be on a roster. That's what happens when you, besides Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi and draft pick, who I'm telling you is untouchable because I think he's going to be star, Keanu Neal. Excuse me, I'm sorry, Keanu Benton. Keanu Neal is a safety. So many Keanus. I might just be Keanu Anthony Davis from now on. Cad. Nah, it doesn't work. Cad's terrible. No, so then you've got DeMarvin Lee. Ow, he's not going anywhere, but I saw somebody saying, oh, he could be a surprise cut. Ow, bull. He's not going to be a surprise cut. But those are four guys on this line that you're like, nah, right away, they're not going anywhere. Montrevious Adams could be a cut candidate. Braden Fajoko, who looks like a beast, could be a cut candidate. Isaiah Loudermilk, who in his third season is looking like he's really come on. Yeah, cut candidate. Armand Watts is there. How many guys can you keep on that defensive line? So when you think about it, The Kevin Dotson deal was smart in a lot of ways. Oh, we didn't get enough for Kevin Dotson bad. No, yeah, you did. 
But the Rams might get a starter out of it. Yeah, because the Rams' offensive line is paltry. It's not what it was. They, We have known the Los Angeles Rams have been a destination rumored for Kevin Dotson for two or three months. And I am not kidding. I have read that. I have seen that. I think I even regurgitated that once. I came out and said, oh, yeah, like I knew something. No, I, I stole it. I have no problem saying I stole it, but yeah. Kevin Dotson's one of those guys that he's was, you know what? I'm not afraid to say it. You're going to disagree with me. He was very good for the Pittsburgh Steelers for what needed. At the time, there was a time when I thought he was one of their more accomplished linemen. He had some injury problems. And Dave Schofield and I were talking about this on the breaking news story when he was traded. And I like how Dave brought it up. He was like, there were times when he was very, very good. But there were times when he was, when he was bad. It was disastrous. And there were times when he would get a hot head and get a penalty. And it would be frustrating. Rams got a good player. Did the Steelers get enough out of it? Well, first of all, the Steelers get to keep a guy like Spencer Anderson now. The Steelers also get to move up in the draft in the next two years. It's not considerable, but the Rams, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Rams are probably going to suck. Which means you get the Chase Claypool Chicago Bears situation that led you to Joey Porter Jr. Not that good of a situation, but going from what would have been the Steelers' fifth, and if the Steelers are a playoff team this year, they're picking in the 20s. Hopefully they pick later than that. What if the Rams are picking in the top three? they're picking in the top three then you go from a late fifth to an early fourth you throw in comp picks there that's a lot of picks that's a big difference in picks that seriously that could and i'm not kidding when i tell you this that could be 40 to 50 spots they could have moved up 50 spots and have another draft pick in there. Two fourth rounders. Now, don't get used to those picks that you think you have in 2024 and the sixth becoming a fifth in 2025. I'm going to tell you why. When we come back right after this, it's bad language. On Fans First Sports Network's Steel Curtain Network.
Welcome back to the conclusion of Bad Language. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Here, a part of Steel Curtain Network. So glad to be here with you on a Monday. I'm excited about what the Steelers are going to do. But I expect there to be a flurry of activity beforehand. That 53-man roster that you're going to see is not going to be the same from Tuesday, which is tomorrow, August 29th, to September 10th. It's not going to be the same. I could see them bringing in a cornerback. I could see it being in a Kello Witherspoon type situation from two years ago when they brought a Kello in. I could see that happening. I could see them bringing someone else in. I could see them making trades as well. Because of the depth that they have, I could see them trading some guys. Not for, not really for big moves. I mean, it's it's not going to be anything blockbuster, but it could be some sevens, sixes, and heck, it could be a fifth. Didn't Dobbs just go for a fifth? I think Arizona paid the Browns a fifth for him. That's what Pittsburgh got out of Dobbs. Look, I don't think anything's going to happen with Mighty Mitch or Mason Rudolph. But what if? What if? Somebody's desperate enough. What if somebody's desperate enough to come up with a fourth for Mason Rudolph? But bad, you you don't want to go with Tanner Morgan, do you? No, not really, but... There's guys out there that are getting cut. Will Greer is going to end up with another team. By the way, I like what the Cowboys did with the Will Greer situation. I've talked about that. He had a phenomenal game, played the entire game for the Cowboys, knowing that he was getting cut. They told him, hey, we just brought Trey Lance in. You're getting cut. They gave him an opportunity, and he had two rushing touchdowns, had a phenomenal passing day. They scored 31 points. Great job by Dallas. Classy move. Well, McCarthy's a class guy. He's a Western PA guy. And I never say classy in Dallas. It's something I don't normally like to do. There are going to be quarterbacks in there that you could bring in as your third. So if you have an opportunity to trade one of those guys, if you're Omar Khan, you answer the phone, you listen, and it also gives you ammunition to bring another guy in if you need. Because I said, don't get used to the change in draft picks that you got from Kevin Dotson. Because there's a good opportunity that they're going to go away to bring somebody else in. If anything, I think they're going to try to shore up their secondary. Just a little bit more. And I think that's the only place where I could see them making a move. But what if they could unload Armand Watts or Braden Fajoko for a seventh-round conditional pick or a sixth-round pick or a swap of picks? Because that's the new that's the new trend. The new trend is that swap of picks, and it works. 
Braden Mann's a punter. They don't need two punters. What if they decide to keep Braden Mann and deal Press Harvin? They have, and you know what? They've done it before. Yeah, bad. No one's going to take a punter. Well, the New York Giants took Brad Wing 10 years ago when the Steelers had two Aussie punters. I'm sorry, Aussie. Yeah, they did. They kept Jordan Berry. They got a seventh round pick out of out of Brad Wing. They could do the same thing with one of the punters that they have now. Brandon Mann had a good NFL career so far. And he had a good preseason. That's the kind of stuff that could happen. You can see guys get traded. What if somebody decides they want Boykin or Gunner O? You're going to say, bad, no one wants those guys. Hey, I do. I actually want Gunner O to make this team. I'm not pigeonholing his whole career on weeks two and week four on two fumbles. They came in a big way, but you don't, I'm not looking for him to be a punt returner. I'm looking for Calvin Austin, the third to do it. There are places where this team can make moves. They could unload. I expect them to do a little more unloading. But I still, I can see one or two guys being brought in. Dave Schofield thinks a backup center. Yeah, that's absolutely pos possible as well. Bring in a backup center. Not a bad idea. Because none of you are going to like this. Kendrick Green, I'm not endorsing it. But is probably going to make this team. You know how I will endorse it a little bit. Because at least he's versatile and you don't expect your ninth or 10th offensive lineman to be blockbuster and awesome. We didn't expect it out of Hassenauer. We didn't expect it out of BJ Finney. We didn't expect it out of a lot of these guys. Barrett Brooks. Guy Wimper. Oh, Guy Wimper was not that great. But you know what I'm trying to say here. Then you get a guy like Matt Filer who, man, you could plug in. You're like, wow, where have you been all my life? And the Steelers know how to take a guy that's undrafted and make him a, a very good player. And guess what? Matt Filer got a good contract because of his time in Pittsburgh. So I could see another lineman being brought in. I could see another defensive back being brought in. I don't expect a sexy name. You're not getting, he's hurt, but you're not getting Jalen Ramsey. You're not getting that caliber of player. You might be getting a guy that you have never heard of. Unless you're a big draft, Nick, and, and you remember him. I guarantee you, Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts are going to say, oh, yeah, I remember that guy because they scout everybody. 
I guarantee uh, that Jeff Hartman will have no clue who a guy is being brought in from another team. And that's not a rip on Jeff. He's going to tell you that. I guarantee uh, it's probably a, a 30, 70 chance that I know who these guys are. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know Jesse Davis last year. I barely remember Malik Reed. I knew him slightly, but it, it took some time. You know, that, that's just the way it goes. So much stuff is going to be going on here. There's going to be a flurry of moves. So know it and get ready. And you have to stick with Steel Curtain Network for the duration. Because if you think nothing's going on in the next 13 days, you're wrong. Yeah, there's 13 days to opening day and you're wrong. Things are going to happen because Omar Khan does not sit around. If Omar Khan goes to the Barbie movie with a significant other, he's got his phone on and he's making deals. If he's sitting there in Oppenheimer, yeah. If he went to the Guns N' Roses concert or he, well, he can't afford Taylor Swift tickets now. If he's doing that, he's got that phone on. If he's eating dinner, wherever he is, he's got the phone going. And he's constantly thinking. That's what winners do. He tinkers. And tinkering's good, but he tinkers in the right way. So you're going to see it happen. This has been Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing. 